0: Hulk the Bear episode seventy, the Malcolm Subban episode, and the Tim Thomas episode for four games in two thousand and three. I'm Evan Marinovsky. Thank You're God, with thank, Ryan.
1: thank God you included that. There was definitely someone listening that kind of like just punching the <laughs> punching the steering wheel if he didn't didn't give Tim Thomas his credit there. So mention,
0: mention Tim Thomas. You, yes. you can't not you can't not mention Tim Thomas. Uh, but anyways, I'm Evan Marinovsky, That's Connor Ryan Connor. What is up?
1: Evan. I'm doing well. How you doing?
0: Doing great. Doing great but bored. What do I do? What is there to do during really the really
1: freaking bored. Yeah.
0: Freak is so bored. I what do I have to watch other teams now? This is ridiculous. I got to watch, you know, the Blackhawks a hundred different times and the Seattle Kraken who are just Suck. brutally, yeah, terrible. No, they should have then... stuck. Like that
1: team, like <laughs> who could have seen this coming? Like when we looked back at, you know, the end of the expansion draft where they had all this like cap space to take on and these the teams dangling legit players. And like, you know, what? we're going to get a shit ton of mediocre defensemen and not score goals. And that will that's going to be how we get the fans in the building. Yeah. No, I mean.
0: Yeah, it's it it is one of the more boring teams on paper too. It's not even like they're this team with high expectations. Like I know a lot of the models projected them to be pretty good, mm-hmm. but like on paper, who is your who are the guys you're going to watch?
1: And also, I think for like an expansion team, if, especially if you're a very casual hockey fan, would you rather be a team like this that is like grinding out trying to get goals and like
0: also <laughs> blowing tires in
1: the D zone, or would you rather be like a team that like loses like six five? Yeah, right? like, I, wouldn't, like, wouldn't it rather be like, like if Vegas wasn't good their first few years, like they would be a team like that where they'd be like run and gun, and like you know the defense yep. wouldn't be up to pop, but at least it'd be hell. It'd be fun to watch. Like,
0: yeah, and it's like they are not fun. No, they're not fun, and they also didn't build their team intelligently. Like, there's a there's a point to be made about building your team in a sense of like, hey, be wary of the salary cap and. You know, don't give up too many picks, and you know, don't go balls to the wall at the beginning. Just kind of like be a good team. But they, again, they got went out and got mediocre defensemen. They also signed Philip Grubauer to a ton, and mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I mean, I know he won the Vesna last year, and like, he is he was good in Colorado, but I don't know. I you kind of had you you they drafted the guy from Florida, um, who they like touted Triger. as their big starter, yeah, Drejer, yeah. yeah, and then they were <laughs> like two days later they were like, we signed Grubauer. So I don't know. It's just a weird it's a mess i mean who knows
1: maybe they do a fire sale and they get a good draft pick and you know they take on more cap as it goes along but like you figure like especially this year with like the cap crunch eventually the cap's going to r- go back up like this is kind of your window to strike and have desperate teams that are desperately trying to unload contracts but what do i know
0: maybe we should run the Kraken by the way i didn't realize this oh there you go a, a tie Kraken tie-in. sweatshirt Crazy, go. yeah. Not a sponsor, by the way. Not a sponsor. Um, and we I actually I own watch. the, uh, I own
1: the Pittsburgh Penguins now, so. <laughs> Thank you for the Penguins. <laughs> I have a stake in the Penguins now. Yeah,
0: that whole thing is nuts. Like, I, I, I loved, someone tweeted, um, are the Penguins now going to be on like Nesson Plus? <laughs>
1: that that Pittsburgh comedian who had beef with you, he's he's been like Ooh. just – he's probably been like one – you know those rage rooms you can get where you just have like old TVs and you just punch them for like 30 minutes? <laughs> yes. He's probably one of those. I feel like those are all over the place in Pittsburgh just in random old warehouses.
0: Yeah. Well, when you're living in Pittsburgh, I mean what else do you I, do? I don't know. Yeah.
1: I've never been to Pittsburgh, but I just imagine it's a bunch of like old like steel mills and sadness yes. and Permanente Brothers. That's all I know I about Pittsburgh.
0: I don't remember that dude's name, but I know that there's probably tons of holes in his wall that he's just been punching because he's so mad that the all I know was is he was
1: hilarious. That's all I know. He, That's all that it matters.
0: That's true. He was he was very funny. He yes. was he was wacky. He was a good time. Uh, very relate hashtag relatable. Kind of like only in Boston that Twitter account. It was very just like you know like like guys only in Pittsburgh. You want to kind of sit at the bar and have a beer with them, kind of guy. You know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know you what? Me of
1: Pittsburgh. Yeah, I was actually going to say like a, a nice Jim and Pam. Uh, tweet, which is what only in Boston does. But then again, the office does take place in Pennsylvania. So he's on – it would be like only in Pittsburgh, and it would be like a clip from, like, Frasier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, like, cheers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, no, I mean, I, that guy was – On this time. date
1: in, 2000, in 2004, Larry David met Leon for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> only in Pittsburgh.
0: Only in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Larry met Leon. Um, you got to start watching that new season, mm. by the way. See, this I've is what we gotta, we, this is what we're talking about now that the schedule's so yeah, bad. Yeah, there's nothing honestly, to talk just, about right now. This is kind of, this is kinda of better in a sense. We get to rag on that dude from Pittsburgh who sucked. I don't, what was the beef over? Was it the Crosby thing?
1: It was, or he, he like he, went in my Evan. profile you, picture? You, you should, you should remember that you were the one who started the Crosby to Boston trade rumors, so. This is true. This is yeah. true. So it yes. is all, it is all your fault, but
0: it is. I like the people, um, Petrov McGuire tweeted this the other day. Um, he always tweets that, uh, picture of Crosby in the Bruins, uh, uniform. And, P- and he's, he tweeted something like, um, I love how it's Bruins fans who are like, no, I don't want that. Yeah. Guy I don't want this guy. <laughs> I do don't do want that? one of the best centers ever on the yes. Bruins. Um, I just, I enjoy that, but hey, maybe the, Brunas fans being smart. Maybe there's something we don't know. Who knows? Um, But yeah, this schedule is bad. This schedule is terrible. Um, They've had many time off. There's so much time off. And then it's only going to make it worse down the stretch of the season when you're trying to get healthy and ready for the playoffs and you're playing like every other day for March and April. Um, I, I, I don't see a way in which this schedule would even be remotely good right now. No. Um, like even if, if they like, let's think about it at least if they were rolling, it would be bad because it would stop the momentum. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now they're kind of like, they're, they're, they've been average. Mm-hmm. So that also doesn't help them because yeah. it's like, you can't find a groove. And I guess if they were terrible, then maybe it provides a break, but it also doesn't give you a chance to play out of it. So it's really just bad all around.
1: Yeah. I mean, like the only, what would be like the positive is like, you've had so much time off that you've l- limited how much you know, in-game reps that a guy like Felino or like Craig Smith maybe have lost, which like, it's good, I guess. But like, you look at the big picture of one, like what the end of this season is going to look like when hopefully guys are getting ready for a playoff run and they're getting ground into nothing over these, like this crazy stretch to end the year. It's not what you want going into the playoffs. And then it's, it's one thing where, I mean, you've got so many moving pots, so many new faces on this team trying to gel and you haven't really had an extended stretch of games just to, get their feet under them. You know, we haven't even had like consistent lines yet. And, you know, I, I did a Q and a, Q&A, uh, Thursday morning, people were asking about, you know, what do you think of these free agents? And like, right now I'm like, well, I've been whelmed, perhaps underwhelmed, but also like, I think you need to give these whelmed. guys more time, right? Like, <laughs> uh, like look at Nick Felino. He's played five total games for, you know, uh, a couple now with, uh, Charlie Coyle and Taylor Hall, like, do we know what we have with that group yet? Not really. You need to see more reps. Like, what happens when Craig Smith gets back? Where does he fit in? Like, you haven't had any extended stretch to see how these guys kind of gel and mesh with these new lines, and you're not going to get it when you're just practicing, you know, every day to try to get those reps in. And you also look at the way the schedule is. Not only have they not had a chance to, you know, really settle into a role yet, like, you've also had, like, a pretty tough schedule. Like, I know there's been some you know Montreal a few of those games that they should win but i mean look at just this uh upcoming stretch here now where i mean you've already played carolina you've played florida uh you go off this five gate five day stretch and all of a sudden now you're looking at uh teams in philly and calgary who are both pretty pretty good like they they can you could easily get out of that with one point zero points if it all Carter goes haywire been ridiculous yeah, he's year. been really good so like it's not like an easy stretch by any means where you're you know you've had a few tomato cans that have helped you out even like you know you played buffalo earlier this year and i think you were the first team that gave them a regulation loss so whether it's circumstance of teams playing above their heads and you're meeting them at that time or you're playing teams that we expect are going to be in the playoff picture by the end of the year it, all around has not been a good a good side like you, you could even make you know. You could say that they're easing into it, but one, I don't think the Bruins would like that with so many new phases. And two, they've been eased into it, but they also had quite a few tough games out of the stretch. So whichever way you want to paint it, it's not great. The players themselves are probably, you know, itching to get back out there. And I mean, you get, you know, four points in two days against New Jersey and Montreal. You want to build off of that. Now you're sitting around waiting and all of a sudden now you've got Philly and Calgary at your door next. So it's not great in the slightest. Not
0: great. Not great. It's funny. You mentioned, I'm looking at the standings right now. You know who my team is. This is my team. I'm, I'm picking them. This is my team. Yeah, I'm Ducks. Yeah, Ducks are fun. They're a fun, fun team. And I was like, growing up, I had cousins who lived out in um, Southern California. They're actually like huge Ducks fans. My uncle is like a rotating, uh he's a trauma surgeon in Southern California. So he's like a he rotates going to Ducks games and like being the guy on standby if someone like if their heart stopped or something, you know. Yeah, They're pretty crazy stuff. Yes. So I, Ducks were always like my second favorite team growing up. That might be my new team now. That might be the team that I you know really pick. That's 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 the crew over there. Trevor Ziegler. T- Trevor, Trevor Ziegler. Yeah, pretty good. No, not
1: biased Re- at
0: all. Not by bi- no bias there. Um, they have a fun team. That's a fun team out there. So
1: even um, though it, it is one thing where, uh, that was a team that I think we've talked about multiple times as being a potential kingmaker on the deadline may not be the case yes. anymore, which no got quite a few defensemen that I think Bruins fans would love to have. But if they're playing well, and it's also not like, you know, Lindholm's is like, Hampus Lindholm's a guy we've talked about, right? Like it's not like he's a guy that you got to deal off. Cause by the time Zagrass and these guys, McTavish really break through, he's going to be over the hill. He's what? 28, 29, I think, Lintholm. So he's not
0: old. He's not old. Yeah. He's not so old. he
1: could be very well be part of the next wave of that team. So they very well could again, a lot can change between now and the deadline, which is now in March, I want to say, but yeah. Uh, so we'll see, but interesting development. We got uh, thankfully that seems to be a lot more other teams that are playing even more, like that are very shitty right now that I th- don't think are getting out of it. Like Vancouver to the shock of oh. many is complete <laughs> trash which yeah. shocking that Jim Benning, Jim Benning, the ultimate. We're trying to look for the guy who did this hot dog meme. Like <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> who could have seen this coming with that bootleg team?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, Vancouver has been uh, bogus. And then also, I mean, the avalanche aren't selling anybody, but the avalanche haven't been too hot. Yeah, They um, keep on running the injuries. Every,
1: like I could very well see them like, Going through this crazy window they've had, and like coming out show just off of circumstance of injury or what have you, because every every time it seems like they're banged up or something's gone haywire. So, just too bad. Because I mean, when they're on, if you're looking for a casual hockey fan to get invested in a team, it's probably Colorado. That team is
0: so damn Quick. fun to watch. Jeez, but anyways, uh, speaking of someone who the schedule I think is hurting is Jakub Zboril. Jakub Zboril was getting in a real rhythm uh, in the game against the Devils and the game against the Canadians. Played well in both. Only had one really big gaff, and that was the um the missed um, hit. Cracked. <laughs> that was an Anderson, right? I think <laughs> yeah, it was. trying to kill someone, and he just completely missed him. Um, and but he's someone who could have a spot in this lineup. And Bruce Cassidy was speaking this past week about how you know he. He under, and you wrote about this, uh, just a few days ago on how Cassidy's kind of a similar situation to Zaboral in a sense that Cassidy was this very high, uh, defenseman, uh, picked in the draft. Now he, his career didn't really pan out because of injury, which is a little different than, uh, Jakob Saborle's, but still he understands sort of the, the dynamic of, I guess, not living up to your draft number.
1: Yeah. No, I think, uh, you know, Cassidy mentioned quite a bit of just how difficult it is for these guys to have that label. And as much as, you know, the narrative is you get picked in the first round, you're on the fast track to a fruitful, fruitful uh, pro career. It's not always the case, whether it be injuries or just sometimes guys have a slow development curve. And that's not to, you know, make excuses or what have you for, you know, you'd like to see, you know, a uh, guy like Ziboril's development curve be a little bit quicker, his timeline, get up to the NHL. Uh, and again, some of it's a victim of circumstance, right, which is how that draft was, what have you. Which again, people hop on that, but also if you want to talk about those draft selections, Zaboro was considered the safest pick. Like sometimes shit happens, yeah. man. Like Bruce Cass had even said, I mean, he was the 18th overall pick in the 1983 draft by the Blackhawks. You know, Blackhawks also selected, uh, in the 10th round was this, uh, who's this guy? He was this Czech goalie. His name's like, uh, Hashek, I think is how you say it or something, but like he was pretty oh. good, I think. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so 10th round. So again, crapshoot. Complete crapshoot. So, uh, again, that's not what Bruins fans want to hear, especially when you have three straight picks. Like, I, we're not going to – we know all the narrative of this story now. But I think for what Cassidy talks about now is that it seems like Zaborl's over that, you know, having that label of a first-round pick kind of weigh on you. Um, and for him, it's all about kind of building off of it now. Is Zaboro going to be a top-four guy? I don't think so. Uh, but I think he can still help this team, especially, especially the way this roster is kind of constituted right now where you're looking for just a more stable guy. And I think we've talked about Zvorl in the past where when he's on his game, it's not like a, he's this dynamic, you know, guy going end to end or what have you. I think he's very much like, we've said he's like an offensive lineman, right? Where the less you notice about, the less you notice him, better he is. And I think that's what you've seen for the most part with some of these games where um, you know, what kind of stands out is, you know, he had that great neutral zone play that led to McAvoy's five and five goal. But before that too, there was also a lot of just like simple puck retrieval, first pass, you know, not getting pressured by, you know, not coughing up the puck, all those things. Haven't seen that. Like just being a, a cog in the machine of, you know, getting the puck through the neutral zone getting it up the ice. Uh And that's what, you know, they kind of viewed him as being. And that's what he's kind of been so far. So, It's been promising, uh, out the gate. Uh, we'll see what happens going forward. You have to imagine that Mike Riley's back in on Saturday against Philly, um, which might mean you're looking at Zobor on the right side. So big ask for a guy that, you know, you're hoping to give him, you know, some solid ground to work with. And now he's going to be on the right side and we'll see how he adjusts to it. But I mean, if he either sticks there or he's a valuable guy to, to put in there, um, you know, he can help this team. It's just about where he best fits in because if it's on the right side and he pushes Clifton, good problem to have. If he's all of a sudden now a seventh D cause you have to stick with Riley and Fulbert who aren't producing, then that's a tough break.
0: Also, I don't think the expectations are super high with Zaboro, right? Like I think yeah, if you get point, anything yeah. out of him, you're, you're good. Like that's, that's fine. I mean, obviously yes. I still think you have to make a move on defense at some point, but if you can get something out of Zaboro, like, that's fine like i i'm fine with it you know if he is someone who can consistently play on your third pairing and do a good enough job fine like hell yeah be excited about that yeah. like that, that's a good thing um but yeah i mean his mess his, his thing on uh, he has the right idea get off twitter <laughs> yeah, when in, <laughs> his, doubt. Twitter yeah when in doubt just get off of it um he still has facebook though which like i don't know would you, do you, do you really want to see all those like Facebook, uh, groups, you know, I wonder if he's in like his town Facebook group. Maybe I, yeah.
1: I would hope not the Bjorn, Bjorno, I think it is Bjorno community bulletin <laughs> board. Yeah. I, I would hope not. I imagine those guys have like a, a very private one where just like the, the bliss of like 300 people, you know, on Facebook, not like yes 5,000 or what have you.
0: Facebook's fun though. Cause like, you know, I have friends i added on there in like middle school and sometimes they'll pop up and I'm like, Oh, I haven't thought of that person. And like, you know. 10 years now. What hmm. wonder what they're up to. Oh, uh, oh,
1: they're unvaccinated. Okay.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, anyways, uh, is Worrell better? Someone who I think can contribute to this lineup at some capacity because just take it. It's not a bad thing. Um, still have to probably make a move on D. What about John Moore? You think John Moore can come up and give you something?
1: I mean, i I don't think there's any problem with, you know, the one game he played and, you know, he's playing well down in Providence. Like, especially again, as we said, you look at the way this team is, the roster of how it's constituted on, on defense right now. Could he help? Probably. I mean, you look at some of these other, like, kind of weak links you've had. Uh, he could help out. I don't know whether that's more of a, a cat move or, or what have you, which I think it might be more of that than, you know, his play down there. Cause I think he's doing very well down in Providence. Providence has like quite a few legit NHL guys down there, <laughs> which is helping them out. But I, I don't know if it's maybe more of a circumstance of, you know, cap management or what is why he's not up here. But uh if you need him for like a game or two, yeah, I think, I mean, I thought he was really solid in that the one game he played Um it's, I think just for him, just a a matter of unfortunate circumstance with that contract and, Fit on the team or what have you, that because I think if he was on a lesser team, especially one with in need of more decor help, then he'd probably be playing regularly every night. But that's not the case for a, a multitude of reasons.
0: I'm surprised they haven't found a trade for him. You think about it; I mean, there are probably yeah. teams out there who could use a third pairing left shot defenseman. Many teams, the Kraken, and I, <laughs> I. After, 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 after. <laughs> and I think we'll talk about Lozon um, sometime another time. Uh, with the Kraken taking him and how maybe that wasn't the greatest thing ever, just considering what you have now. But that's a story for another day. Um, Another interesting thing from the past few games, or from November really, is Linus Olmark and Jeremy Swayman, the reps that they're getting. Um, Olmark's only played two games, but it was against uh, the Oilers and the Maple Leafs. Lost both games, gave up five in both. Not amazing. Um, And then Swayman. Swayman's played against... Uh, to in this month. Detroit, Ottawa, New Jersey, Montreal, he's won all four. Um, Swayman's played better, obviously, as given the just the record, but is there validity to the argument that even though Swayman seems to be getting the majority of the reps, Swayman's also, I mean, just in that sample size, didn't play the caliber of teams that, that Olmark did?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think for their ration, like the Bruins rationale in terms of the reps for them, I think it's about trying to please both of them and kind of assessing it as it goes on. So I could very well see the argument of like, all right, Linus, you know, we signed you to be the number one guy. Like I'm sure him going into this year, expected him to be that. So, all right, we we'll, right, we'll make sure you're getting these again. Maybe if you're a goalie, you don't like, be, you know, Hey, we're going to put you up against Connor David and Austin Matthews in a couple of games. Are you going to be happy about that? Like, I imagine if you're a competitive goalie or a, a guy who expects to be the number one guy, you want those kind of matchups. So feels like that kind of checks off the boxes of what they want to do for him in terms of, all right, you're the number one guy, or at least you want to be going into the air. We'll give you these to, to see how you do. Didn't work out too well, but I could see that's why they're giving him some of those more prime time matchups. Um, and then for Swayman in terms of whether it be the more reps or the, uh, you know, the caliber of, of teams, even though he's, very talented, a lot of promise. I think for them, it's all about getting him into a, a bit of a rhythm and having him build off of some of these games. So even though it may, be, maybe not be the, uh, a team like the Oilers or a team like Toronto, uh, I think you're still encouraged by what you've seen from, you know, him playing these games, stringing together good performances. I think it's been five straight games now. He's let up two goals or less. So, um, I think for them, it's just about getting both those guys on track, getting them into roles of what they were probably looking at, and then maybe assessing from here. Like again, I don't think now that just because you've given Olmark, uh Toronto and Edmonton, it's all of a sudden like all right, he's the number one guy with Pencilman. Like doesn't seem to be the case. That's why you had and go two games in two days. Uh, so I, I think for them, it's just more or less a balancing act. Like uh, based on what Cassidy said last week, I imagine it's going to be Olmark on Saturday against Philly, and then and uh, again against Calgary, which. Both two tough teams, so we'll see how both of yeah. them fare. And, those, like, both those teams, even with some flaws that they have, can score at a pretty healthy clip. So we'll see kind of what happens out of that. But I think for them it's all about just kind of that balancing act, which doesn't seem like a lot of fun in terms of, you know, weighing, <laughs> you know, the role of the number one, of how you get guys more settled in. Um, I think they still want more from Olmark, obviously, in terms of, dealing with those rebounds from those timely saves uh those things that you know it's Cassidy talked about that even when Rask was here about how important sometimes it's the timing of the saves as opposed to the volume of them um and and that can make the world of difference in terms of dictating the outcome of a game so um yeah I think for them it's still a work in progress right now I'd say Swayman has the edge in terms of the reps but I don't think it's we're gonna see 60-40 down the stretch right I think it's what? 55, 45? That equals yes. 100? Yeah. That equals 100, yes. I think. Yeah. All
0: right. I think so, it does. I think it does. Yeah. We're good, good for then. us. You're good. But I think another thing with Olmark, and I've had this kind of take all season, is I think he's going to get hot at some point. I think you're going to see a stretch where Olmark dominates for a stretch of games, and it's like, whoa, okay, he's legit. And I think it's, again, I think it's, that's why it's going to go back and forth. You know, you're going to see times when Swimming gets more playing time, you're going to see times when Olmark gets more playing time. So, um, interesting situation there. Also, also, it is what? We're recording this on November 18th. Tuka Rask is scheduled to get healthy in about a month, maybe less than a month. It's getting here so close, man. So it's... it is getting here. It is getting here. We're going to be diving into that at some point, probably sooner rather than later. So the goaltending carousel is not going to end anytime soon. No. You can also have to factor in probably Rask because I, I don't know. We, I, I still see this team signing him, especially considering he's out working out at Warrior. They have him out he was with Goalie Bob, right? If I remember yes, right. Yes, I believe Go so. Goalie Bob. He had Bruins, you know, stuff on. Granted, it's what he has. He's not going to put on like, you know, like a peewee jersey or something. Uh, framing you know, like him, a... <laughs> framing him high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Framing high. But... By the way, I, I gave Framing him high some great press. Um, this past week when that guy went at me on Twitter, he asked when I said that Connor Clifton, uh, I said he had a bad pinch, which he did. Which he did. <laughs> anybody could <laughs> pick that out, whether he played hockey or not. It was a bad pinch, led to a goal. Um, and the guy said something like, oh, you've definitely, definitely never played the sport. Uh, and I was like, I, I have one career huddle highlight. And I was like, you know what? I've been saving this forever, waiting for the perfect opportunity. I think this is it. And I did. And, and then he said you something you like, on. you. Then he you said don't something like, you. Never a jock strap. Never worn a jock. And I respect there was someone who replied to that and said, like, pretty sure Evan's not bold enough or anyone's not bold enough to play hockey without yes, a jockstrap. Yes, exactly, like- yes. I don't know what that guy
1: <laughs> – yeah, what that guy's <laughs> hockey career was like. I don't know how many years ago that was, but it seems like a very unwise decision.
0: Yeah, a ba- bad Might decision. Might be living a
1: very solitary life, so.
0: <laughs> Clearly, after playing hockey with no jock strap. Um but he, yeah, I know that that dude, uh, that dude. Then he said I should get a booster shot instead of another booster. It was, Got him. He, he had, a, he had a tough so, time with yeah, that it replay. Your ass. It was good. It was good. I, I, my friends texted me. They're like, Evan, should we order a body bag for you? And I was like, yes. I think you should. Um, you did, you did anyways, your hometown
1: proud though. Shout out oh, one hundred
0: percent, one hundred percent, definitely. Shout out Framingham. Gave it my all there. Really showed uh my 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 best colors. Um, but anyways, uh, Craig Smith. Uh, needs to get it going. (laughs) (laughs) So here's why, wait, before we, before we get into Craig Smith, there's a reason my brain just like froze for a second. There's a woodpecker that has been pecking on the side of my house. So I'm in my room right now, right? The wall to the outside is right behind the computer and behind it. Woodpeckers peck like a lot. And we've had it checked. That's not like this bugs in the wood. It just pecks.
1: Just don't like it. And it
0: pecks. They don't like me. They maybe they don't like my bruise stick. Maybe it's that guy who said I didn't wear a jockstrap, and he sent the wood. He sent he it. Maybe he he's like kind
1: it. of like a Captain Planet. Like he's like an Ooh. influent. Yeah, he can like send a, like an army of of animals at you. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, which anyways, you would think. Well, he would be
1: more productive things to do than fight with <laughs> Bruins reporters on Twitter, but.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you could have that power, wouldn't you like do more productive things with it than like go with some dumbass Bruins? It'd
1: be like one of those like Monkey Paw things where it's like you can control nature, but you can only control one solitary woodpecker in Framingham, Massachusetts. <laughs> that's all you can do,
0: so he just sends it here every day. Makes and you're sense. and
1: you're illiterate on Twitter. That's that's yeah, the but... other that's the other <laughs> drawback. <laughs>
0: You cannot put sent. You cannot put words together correctly, but you do get to control the woodpecker. Mm. That's a that's a fair trade off, though. That's a that's fair true. Trade-off. I was, mean,
1: woodpecker can do a lot of damage, man. Who who are we to say? I have not. I I can I can say on this podcast, I've never been attacked by a woodpecker, but I have to imagine it wouldn't be fun.
0: No, it would hurt. I I've mean, seen I Woody
1: Woodpecker, just... and he was annoying as shit. So, like, yeah, I, I so knew, annoying. yeah,
0: so annoying. Um, this is what happens yeah, when there's the,
1: nothing to talk about Like the, people are what, probably listening to this podcast <laughs> like what the fuck is going on
0: <laughs> what happened to these guys like I want to talk about the Bruins and we're over here talking about woodpeckers and stupid people on Twitter and all that fun stuff But um, so Craig Smith needs to get it going uh, no goals thus far he has been playing through some injury early in the early going this is a week I feel like could actually benefit Craig yeah. Smith maybe Craig Smith could benefit from a week like this do you see him as the person who predicted Craig Smith coming here and was the big, big proponent of Craig Smith coming here, as you he rightfully should have been. Um, do you see Craig Smith coming out of this?
1: Uh, you certainly hope so. And I think, you know, their uh, their way of thinking in terms of holding him out this past weekend with those two games and giving him pretty much a full week to rest seems like a good call because I think you just really need him to get back to some level of what he was last and what he's been throughout his career, which is a solid two-way uh, shot for a guy and you know is he maybe a, a legit top six player maybe not but at the very least he's a very effective middle six guy and I think whether it's eventually getting back on that second line with Charlie coyle and Taylor hall or maybe on the third line with you know debrusque howler what have you you need a guy like him desperately on one of those two lines as just the the trigger man guy right like you've got a lot of these puck possession guys um, guys who can hold the puck in the ozone, generally good chances. But what you're you're not getting is a guy who's just going to plant and just fire on the net. Like even like DeBrusque, who is more of a goal scorer obviously than a a, a playmaker. It's not like he's like a, a a shot first. Like he's he picks his spots to get goals. Like you know he drives to the front of the net, north south guy gets those chances opportunistic. But he's not a guy that's gonna end a night with six seven shots on net at a regular clip. Like Greg Smith when he's feeling it will shoot from legit anywhere, right? And sometimes that's all you need. And for, He'll shoot um, from Birmingham. He will shoot from Birmingham. So, like, you look at just the his style of play and when he's on and how much that can help out either one of those two lines. And uh, I think the Bruins have been encouraged over the last few games of them going back to – the pillars of what make any solid ozone shift, right? Like, where they're just guys more at the net front, like Felino screening goalies, or more shots from the point, from defensemen getting involved. Like, you're seeing all that, but also, it's all about just getting a more steady shot volume and getting pucks through. Kirkston is pretty good at that. Like, you, we've seen it over the years of how good he is in terms of just getting pucks through traffic, creating rebound chances, and whether that's getting a puck, uh, and creating a rebound that allows Debrus to pot, you know, a rebound goal, or, uh, a, you know, being the guy that finishes off an ozone sequence with a guy like Taylor Hall breaking in through the uh, offensive blue line. Like, Smith, when he's on his game, can be that kind of finish or the guy that sets the wheels in motion for a good scoring chance. And you just haven't had that from him so far. And I think a lot of it has been more of injuries and fighting through it than it has, you know, a steep, you know, drop off in his game. I don't think all of a sudden he's going to go from being a guy that over an 82-game span of being 20 goals, 50 points for pretty much like the last seven, eight years. I don't know. It's going to drop all the way to like what it is now, which is zero goals over an 82 game span. But uh, I think the injuries have played a big part in that, but even if he just gets back to, uh, you know, the, the hallmarks of his game, uh, it will make the world of a difference. I think for either one of those lions, because I think you just need a guy with that skill set somewhere in that mix. Cause you've got a lot of guys that fit into their roles, but again, you can have all the promising ozone shifts you want. If you don't have a guy putting pucks on net, doesn't matter all that much. May might make the fancy stats look good, but doesn't help the, the actual baseline important stat, which is goals in the goals in the back of the net.
0: The fun course C4 and the expected goals and all that fun stuff we love. At some point you gotta actually score those goals. Yes. Um, but yeah, Craig Smith seems like the guy to do that. Uh definitely a shooter. And I think, yeah, as you said, like I I don't foresee him just dive bombing his career. <laughs> Uh, this season, I mean, even last year, he started out slow, like last year, he didn't start out yeah. hot, and then midway through the year. He went on a tear and he was good through the rest of the season. So I would expect, you know, in the next few games, he gets his first and then more come. And so, um, I wouldn't be too worried about Craig Smith. I do think he is a second line guy right now. I think on this team, he's a second yeah. liner. He should be with, uh, coil and hall that, that should be the line. Um, I don't really want to see Craig Smith down on the third line. I feel like you have, you signed, you went out and signed third liners. Like I think Felino on the coil line is a go- cool idea. And I understand why they're doing it because it's, you know, to, he's a louder guy and he's definitely more, a little more outgoing. And he's, uh, he loves getting in scrums and like laughing about it, you know, like yes. he's just down there like a psychopath in front yes. of that, just like laughing in Darnell Nurse's face. Um, but I still would rather Craig Smith on that second line just for, Goals sake and shots. Yes. Um, and Foligno, Hala and DeBrus kind of be in that third line. Cause that's what they signed. I mean, that's what they signed those guys to be. Um, but anyways, we're going to have to wait a little more longer to, to see all these things. Uh, but when this drops, we technically, the Bruins will be playing tomorrow. Thank so God. Maybe not waiting that long. So, you just had to kind of deal with it through the week.
1: Just get through but. the – yeah, you had to listen through this podcast of woodpeckers and all this stuff. And hopefully <laughs> hopefully, it has taken off at least 30 minutes of this long wait to get back to an actual somewhat normal stretch of games for the Bruins.
0: Yes, we, we helped shave off some minutes yeah, happy talking to pull, about pop, pop, woodpeckers. Pop. Yes, we, we did our job. We took – we blo- it's like we blocked a big shot, you know. Yes. We we, we were we, – you know, in football analogy, Except we helped the, kind the of – the listeners are the chains. ones that are suffering. Yes, this is true. We get to enjoy it. They're sitting there like, damn, maybe you should have just sat in silence for 30 minutes. Um, anyways, Connor, before we go, one thing that is never a bad idea that is always worth your time is Boston Sports Journal. So, Connor, what can people look forward to? over at BSJ.
1: Yeah, over at BSJ, we're, uh, we've got a few features coming out. We had one that dropped last week that I was excited to share about uh, people throwing Oreos at Jake DeBrusque, which was a nice little levity, nice uh, story. It gets away from the usual doom and gloom of a season. Uh, so we have a few more that we're working on that hopefully will come out in the next couple of days, a few with goalies, which I'm excited to share. Um, and we'll obviously be looking ahead to this weekend, which will be a good, you know, measuring stick i think again for this team in terms of how they fare with two teams that we've already talked about are very good in uh both philly and calgary so we'll have all those breakdowns features q a's all that good stuff over at bsj so please subscribe to boston SportsJournal.com. if you want to follow me on twitter you can do that at connor ryan underscore 93
0: go do all that that's connor ryan i'm Ev Marinovsky. you poke the bear listeners enjoy the time off and have a great rest Have your day